raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Well, hello there, Storystone listeners. Most of you are well acquainted with that famous song from the Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, The Sound of Music. If not, please go and watch it. Sorry you had to listen to me sing it. Go watch the movie. It's so much better. Anyhow, that song has to be one of my favorite scenes in the movie. All the little children climbing into bed with their lovely governess as she sings a song about all her favorite things. Favorite things that are a little off the beaten path. Things you wouldn't even really think about as being a favorite thing. Those little things that seem mundane or overlooked. Those little things that truly mean so much to us. I mean, whiskers on kittens? (laughs) Who would have said, yeah, well, my favorite thing is the whiskers on kittens? I would never have even dreamed of saying that the whiskers on a kitten's face was my favorite thing. But... When you start to think about it, how else would you even draw a kitten's face? I mean, if you dress up like a cat for Halloween, you always must draw the whiskers on your own face. They are one of the cutest parts of a kitten. When I was young, I had a kitten that was black with white spots, and his white whiskers against the black of his face just made him so endearing. Just yesterday, while I was vacuuming, I found a white whisker from our cute little cat named Snickers. Instead of getting grumpy saying to myself, I am always vacuuming up your stinking hair, I actually felt bad about throwing that sweet white whisker out. Why is that? Weird, isn't it? But I guess maybe because it is one of my favorite things and I just didn't realize it. This month, of course, here in the United States, we are celebrating Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Yeah, I can't wait. I know, I know. You'd think I would say Christmas is my favorite, and as a child, I probably would have told you it was Christmas. I mean, even the first stanza of the song, My Favorite Things, talks about packages all tied up with strings. But as I have aged and the stress of trying to get Christmas presents for everyone overwhelms me, I find I keep coming back to Thanksgiving. You get to spend the day with friends and family, eating delicious food, and having good conversation without the stress of finding that perfect gift for everyone. A day set aside to just enjoy your loved ones while focusing on what makes us thankful. And that brings me to the question I have been asking everyone as of late. What are you thankful for? Now, here's where I throw the wrench in that question. What are you thankful for that is out of the norm? We all are thankful for those big things like family, friends, our house, our job, you know, those necessities of life. But what I want to know is those quirky things that you just can't live without. Or something you never thought you'd hear yourself say, my goodness, am I thankful for that? Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels, doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles, wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. (laughs) Not sure about doorbells. I find them rather obnoxious. And cream-colored ponies. I mean, they are cute and all, but I've never met a pony that wasn't a sassy pants, always trying to buck you off, bite you, or kick you. <laughs> but, ah, uh, 
wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. Now that rings a bell with me. Something that is so common we tend to overlook it, but something we truly would miss if it didn't happen every year. That migration that you can hear on a crisp fall morning reminding you that winter is on its way. One fall morning as I was walking into work, I was stopped in my tracks by the sound of geese. But not just the normal flock of geese. This flock was hundreds of Canadian geese flying in several V formations higher than I had ever seen geese fly. Their call to each other is what made me notice them. As I got out of my car trying to wrangle my purse and lunch bag while hanging onto my badge so I could get into the back door of the hospital, I was stopped in my tracks. The sound of hundreds of geese caught my attention, but they were so high up it didn't sound like a normal flock of geese. The sheer altitude along with the astonishing number made me pause in my struggle to get out of the car. I looked up, my breath making little puffs of fog on that chilly fall day. I watched in awe as they flew overhead. Such a beautiful sight with the pinks of the sunrise in the sky and the gray of the fall clouds overhead. I took a few deep breaths in and remained that way, transfixed until they were way off in the distance. But then my attention snapped back to reality. I shut my gaping mouth and looked around myself sheepishly. But I wasn't the only one to enjoy that moment. There was my fellow co-worker Eric, still standing there watching in awe of those magnificent birds. He must have felt my eyes on him because he looked over at me and we both broke into big grins. He said, did you just see that? Yeah, he said, that was amazing. We walked into work together in silence, happy to have a friend that could appreciate such a simple but amazing scene. Isn't it wonderful when we find friends that we can connect with like that? One of my church members, Susan, said that it is just so hard to choose one thing to be thankful for, but just the other day she had spent some time having a conversation with one of her best friends, a best friend she had had for over 50 years. Isn't that wonderful? Finding a friend and keeping that friend for 50 years. (laughs) So all of you kiddos listening, think about the friends you have right now. Can you imagine yourselves as old men and old women still calling each other to talk? Let's move on to another favorite thing. The song says, Warm Woolen Mittens. I have to say, I totally connect with that one. I think as soon as the weather changes in the fall, I am cold until summer. That's probably why I do so much better here in Tennessee. The weather stays warmer for so much longer. I learned to knit just for the sole purpose of being able to make myself warm woolen mittens and socks. I had been crocheting for years. Yes, people, there is a huge difference between crochet and knitting. (laughs) I picked up those knitting needles three times before I got the hang of it just so I could learn how to make warm woolly mittens and socks. But man, once I did get the hang of it, boy, did I fly. (laughs) Anything to keep those ice cubes called fingers and toes slightly warmer. Now, just like the song, I have two friends that both went in that direction with their favorite things without any prompting. Unbeknownst to them, they picked something to be thankful for that was right in line with my story stone way of narrating. One of my friends, Sarah, is a CRNA, and at one point in her long military career, she was even the private nurse for Dick Cheney. She traveled with and met people like Barbara Bush and the Clintons. She served in Afghanistan as well. Because she had multiple deployments, she knows what it's like to go without the creature comforts of home. 
Sarah instantly said, I am thankful for my slippers. Summer or winter, I have them waiting by my bed. Nothing better than slipping your feet into a nice, cozy pair of slippers to keep the chill of the floor away. As I write and narrate this, I am sitting with a nice, woolly pair of slippers on my own feet that go on as soon as I wake and don't come off until I either slip a pair of shoes on to go outside or slide into my cozy bed at the end of the day. Sarah said that when she was deployed in Afghanistan, the barracks she lived in didn't have an attached bathroom, so you had to go outside several hundred feet to get to the latrine, a stinky latrine shared by all. Her slippers while there were not nearly as luxurious as they are now. They were plain old crocs. Those rubber soles impervious to any mud, water, or, um, fluids that she might step in on the way to or in the latrine. (laughs) Thank you for your service, Sarah, since I think that's one of the reasons I never wanted to join the military. Shared bathrooms. (laughs) Now, right along with Sarah was one of my church members named Jan, except her answer was socks. Warm, woolly socks, to be exact, that keep her very cold feet warm in the winter. Jan describes socks like a hug for the feet. Oh, I like that one. Go warm your socks by the fire and put them on. They definitely do feel like you are getting a hug in your feet. (laughs) Thanks, Jan, for that analogy. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. Even though winter brings the cold, we do find many favorite things that wouldn't be our favorite without the cold. Just an example of how we must have opposites to truly be appreciative. We must have sadness to truly appreciate happiness. We must have fear to truly appreciate peace. We must have the cold to appreciate the warmth. Thus, silver-white winters that melt into spring. My pastor, Alicia, told me she was thankful for the cold winter weather that once froze her car door shut. Now, that was a new one. I had to get the whole story, and this is how it went. One cold winter morning, she went to get into her car, only to find the door frozen shut. Aggravated and vexed, she kept trying to knock some of the ice loose from her door, but to no avail. Now, she knew throwing hot water on the door to melt the ice would just end up cracking her window. Yeah, kids, never, never throw hot water on your frozen car door since it will just break your window. You'll be able to get into your car, but now you will freeze driving to work with a busted window. (laughs) Alicia came up with the fabulous idea of using a hairdryer to melt the obstinate ice. After getting the extension cord, she stood in the cold with chattering teeth, blow-drying her car door. (laughs) Must have looked funny, but it worked. Finally, the door opened and in she jumped only to find the battery was dead. Dead as a doornail. Oh my goodness, she was never going to make it to work. At this point, I think I would have just given up, but give up she did not. Off to the neighbor she trotted to bum a jump. After the neighbor helped her jump her car, she finally slid into the driver's seat with a sigh. Phew, that was a lot of work. Oh, but it can't stop here now, could it? As Alicia tried to close the door, she found it was frozen open. What the what? Seriously, can a girl not get a break? After a little more blow drying, she was able to get the door almost closed and decided that would just have to do. A few miles down the road with the heater blowing full blast, the door finally closed and Alicia was able to relax and drive. That is... Until-
until she noticed how many accidents were on the side of the road. By this time, the roadways had warmed up a bit and the ice was melted, but earlier that morning, the many icy patches had led to multiple collisions. Driving past all the wrecked cars and the cars in the ditch, Alicia said a silent prayer of thanks. Thanks for the iced-over door that kept her and her car safe from injury. Now, next time you have a diversion in your morning routine, just remember this little story, and instead of getting upset, be thankful instead. It most likely is keeping you safe. (laughs) Apparently, the new onslaught of cold winter weather has made people thankful for those little things that keep them warm. Because when I asked a room full of neurosurgery residents what quirky things they were thankful for, Michael piped up. I am thankful for a sweatshirt with thumb holes. I recently accidentally ordered a sweatshirt with thumb holes on Amazon. I've never had one, and I thought it was silly when it came in the mail. But then I wore it one evening while I was on call, and I just can't live without it anymore. We all sat in silence for a minute, pondering the sweatshirt with thumb holes. And then one by one, we all began to pipe up with words of agreement. How cozy that makes a sweatshirt. How keeping your wrists warm keeps the rest of your body warm. I lamented over the fact of how I love, love, love a sweatshirt with thumb holes since I am so cold nature, but alas, my arms are too long and my upper body too slim. You see, my arms are too long for a women's sweatshirt with thumb holes. The sleeve pulls so hard against those thumb holes that my thumbs literally begin to fall asleep and my hands hurt. I've tried a men's size to get a longer sleeve, but only to get the sweatshirt way too big. Michael, you just keep enjoying those sweatshirts with the thumb holes for me, will you? Sink into that cozy sweatshirt on one of your long, long nights on Neurotrauma Call. My poor co-workers are probably sick of me asking this question, but since I hadn't got any stories that involved Thanksgiving from my listeners, I had to go searching on my own. Hint, hint, listeners, I need your stories to keep these interesting. Otherwise, you listen to me drone on about almost nothing. (laughs) Anywho, there I was in the OR again asking my coworkers the same question. What are you thankful for that you wouldn't normally say? Ebony was quick to chime in. Oh yeah, I'm really thankful for hot water too. Hot running water to be exact. Wait, Ebony, you mean to tell me you've had to do without hot running water? Did you grow up without running water? Let me tell you what was described to me. Ebony spent most of her time growing up under the supervision of her grandmother in West Tennessee. Now, West Tennessee is very rural, and just like my grandma Mary was quirky, so was Ebony's grandma. Just quirky in different ways. Ebony's grandma had a house with a water heater and running water even. But something must have happened years prior that involved a leaking water heater and maybe a broken water pipe because she refused to use the water heater or the running water. All water was heated on a gas stove in the main room. Now to get the water that would be heated in a pot on the stove, you had to run out to the water meter, use the hand crank to turn it on, run back inside, fill the pot, and then run back outside to turn the water off. Yeah, rain, shine, hot or cold, that's how Ebony would have to get water. There was a bathroom on the back of the house that had been added onto the porch, but Ebony said nothing worked in it, except for the toilet. But even then, the only way you could use it was to fill a bucket full of water. Yes, after you turned the water on. Then pour it down the back of the toilet to make it flush. 
And yes, then run back out and turn the water back off. (laughs) Summers weren't as bad, but the winters. Winters in West Tennessee can get really cold, and the bathroom was not heated or insulated. So going pee in the middle of the night was a freezing ordeal. In the middle of the winter, just going to use the bathroom meant putting on your winter jacket and boots. Oh, and the toilet seat. Yikes, talk about freezing your bum off. Brr. Now, back to hot showers. Ebony truly enjoys a long hot shower because, of course, without running water or a bathroom, there were no showers. This is how Ebony describes her bathing experience at her grandma's house. Early in the morning, when it was still dark out, she would run out in the cold and crank on the water, run back in and fill up a pot of water to set on the stove to heat up. While the water was heating, she would run back outside to turn the water off, (laughs) run back in, and strip down naked. This was in the main room of the house, so anyone, including her boy cousins, could come in at any time. She'd stand in a large container and bathe in the warm water from the stove, yelling to anyone trying to come in or leave the front door open for anyone to see, Go on, I'm trying to bathe. I experienced this kind of appreciation for a hot shower when I was 15 and on a three-week mission trip to Kenya, Africa. Our large group of teenagers and young adults had traveled way out into a remote village in Kenya to build a church and run a medical clinic. There was no running water, so of course, no bathrooms. We set up in this large open field, pitching our tents in rows. A few of the lead construction guys made a latrine behind a few trees at the edge of the field. They dug a long, large pit and built a toilet that sat over the pit. It looked like a potty chair I use in the hospital for my patients, except this one was made of wood and the hole in the seat sat straight over that giant pit. Yeah, disgusting, right? The shower was in this small, bricked-in area that had three walls and the top was open. There was a wooden slatted floor to allow the water to run through and a 2 by 4 across the open top to hang your shower water bag from. We all had been instructed to bring a camping shower to use. It's really just a large plastic black bag you fill with water and it has a shower head attached to the bottom of it. The black plastic is supposed to attract the heat of the sun and warm the water. But, given that we were limited on when we could actually fill the shower bag up, we usually had a cold shower. You are probably wondering why that would be an issue in Kenya, but no, it is not super hot year-round there. We were there when the nights got quite cool. So, one day I got up early, filled my shower bag with water, and set it in the sun so it would be warm when I had gotten done with work for the day. I was waylaid with some of the brick lane that day, but I couldn't wait to go use the shower. Finally, a warm shower instead of one standing there shivering and trying to rinse the dirt and grime off as fast as I could. Finally, the last of the mortar was used for the day and I jumped up and ran to gather my things for my shower, only to find my shower bag gone. What? Where was my shower bag? When out of the trees came Rick, my now brother-in-law, and his friend Mark with my empty shower bag. They handed it to me and without hesitation said, Boy, that felt so good. Thanks. I stood there stuttering with my mouth wide open, furious at their obvious disregard. Needless to say, I never got the chance at a hot water shower that entire trip. Gives you a new appreciation for a hot shower now, doesn't it? When you stand in your warm shower later, just remember Ebony trying to bathe in a little bowl of water. Or me standing in that little bricked area with the wind blowing through the open front where the door should be, shivering and trying to soap as quickly as I could. See, we all need reminders of lack. Lack of things that make us truly thankful for the silly little things we take for granted. 
Silly things like a leaf sucker. (laughs) Yeah, you heard me correctly. A leaf sucker. Okay, okay, not sure what the technical name for it is, but when Harry was going on and on and on about his new machine that he attaches to his riding lawnmower that sucks the leaves up into a large bag, I told him, that's the quirky thing you are thankful for. Harry kept giving me big things he was thankful for, like breathing or his family. Yes, yes, we were all thankful for those things. I was looking for things that would fit into the sound of music song. And after watching the video of Harry driving around his lawn on his lawnmower, making leaf-free paths, I said, Harry, that's what you were thankful for, your leaf sucker upper thingy. (laughs) He exclaimed, why yes, that's it. I used to rake and rake all of those leaves and then fill tons of large trash bags full of leaves to take to the dump. Now it's so easy. (sighs) One more thing I am thankful for. This episode is done. Sometimes Story Stone is so easy, and sometimes it's a lot harder. I really wanted to get this episode written and published before Thanksgiving Day, but sheesh, sometimes I have just too much on my plate. I was also lacking in the story department, so I had to really pull this one out of nowhere. Thankful my writing is coming to an end with this one. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know I did. I am now sitting on my couch, still full of Thanksgiving lunch, madly typing. But it's the little things, isn't it? The little things like this podcast. The creative enjoyment I get from it. All the little things we are thankful for is what inspires us. Makes our day great versus just mediocre. It's all a matter of how you look at it, isn't it? So let me leave you with this one last verse of my favorite things. Warm, cozy slippers and fuzzy thick socks. Long, hot showers and rubber crocs. Sweatshirts with thumb holes, the warmth that they bring. These are a few of my favorite things. Until next time, dear listeners. Listeners.